Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you all? How are each one of you? I pray that you are well. I pray in these difficult times, difficult is mild word, isn't it, uh, that you are drawing closer to Christ. You know, um, it's not only to stay away from evil. We've been talking about the evil in the public schools, the evil, it, it it's not simply non-Catholic. It's not simply non-Christian Catholic. It is not simply non-Christian. It is absolutely evil what is going through the schools. And if it hasn't hit your school, it will. If you're a public school, it will. And so we're talking about not just raising your children Catholic. You cannot raise, uh, you cannot have a good, faithful Catholic home. Uh, and send your children into that sort of evil. They are going to be affected in ways you will not know by their peers and by the teachers who allow that evil to be taught to them, for them to be exposed to such things at any age, kindergarten, high school, at any age at all. We have been given the stewardship of building the kingdom uh, as God said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. And Adam and Eve turned from God. They turned from God immediately. Uh, The problem is um, the, the, the devil came and tempted them and said, you'll be like God and made them believe God was holding out on them. But the fact is God does not hold out on us. He told us that we're going to be like God. What was Adam and Eve's problem? We're supposed to be, we are created in his image and likeness. Um, we are being, as we grow uh, in sanctification, we are being conformed to his image. Um, and we will please God, as the psalmist wrote, one day awaken his likeness. So what is the problem? God wants us to be like him. Adam and Eve's problem is that they wanted to be like God without God. I've said it before. Adam and um, rather Frank Sinatra only put music to the words, I'll do it my way. That was Adam and Eve's uh, theme, and it was the devil who coaxed them into that and made them believe it. So if we send our children to public schools, uh, we are being blinded and fooled by the devil. If we send them to Catholic schools that are not truly Catholic, that has have the core C-O-R-E educational program that have any form of sex ed, uh, whose teachers are not Catholic, who come to school dressed immodestly. We go to um, a so-called children's mass. There should never be a children's mass. Children are not to read scripture in church. They are not to read the prayers during the mass, even in the Novus Ordo. Um, they are not to do that. And so we're corrupting them right from the beginning. You see, right from the beginning. If we, if we lead them that way, uh, we are ruining 
our children and other people's children, um, our homes. You know, we are to take Sunday as a day of rest to worship and honor God. And if you think back to the Old Testament, Israel did all that. They didn't work. They didn't collect manna. Um, If they collected enough manna on Friday to hold them over, um, uh, uh, let me say, if um, how do I, I, I forgot what the scripture said. They were to trust that God gave them enough. And if they collected more than they should, it went bad immediately so they couldn't eat it. We don't trust God, beloved. And not only that, but we are, you know, if you go to work, if you're given a job to be a secretary, then you do secretarial work. And if you uh, don't pay attention to your boss, uh, or if you're given a factory job, or you're um, vice president of a company, or whatever your job is, if you don't pay attention to the company rules, then you're going to be fired, right? You're not there to create your own little world within the workplace. You're there to serve the mission of the company, if if you want to call it a mission. Uh, that's what they've hired you to do. That's what they're paying you to do. And yet, God has created us to love and worship and serve him in this life and be happy with him in the next. And we don't do it. We don't do it. As, as a people, beloved, some do, but very few. We just go about our own business. Sunday is to be the day of worship. And in the Jewish um, communities where they still practice their Judaism, where they're faithful, you walk through the Jewish area of uh, Los Angeles, for example, on a Saturday, the Sabbath, everything is closed. They will not work. They will not go against God. They will not put money above God. It's closed. That's their day of rest. And you know that. You don't go shopping in the Jewish center on Saturday because nobody's going to be there. It's going to be empty and and a little ghost town. That's what the world should be on Sunday, beloved. No store, no restaurant, nothing, no amusement park. Nobody should be working. Is it a law? It's not a law uh, of government, but it's God's law to keep holy the day of worship, the day of rest. And for us, that's Sunday, not Saturday, because the Lord of the Sabbath rose on Sunday, and Sunday is our day of rest and worship. Um, And we should not be doing... If we... uh, I don't know how to encourage you. I wish I did. I wish I could think of something to... Uh, help you to live the life that we are living. I lived it before I was a, a religious. Sunday is not a day for shopping. So I didn't completely live it all the time. We live it now, but um, it's just because I've grown to love and know God more. Not as I should, but but more than I did before. And beloved parents, mothers, fathers. Uh, children, don't go shopping on Sunday. We need to start living our faith. When we live our faith, we give God the worship he is due, 
and we help others to heaven instead of letting them play around in uh, on their way on the road to hell. We should not enter a store on Sunday, not for food, not for a birthday cake, not for anything. If we are um, out of baby diapers, if it's an emergency, we could do that, but you know I'm going to say this, don't you? When I grew up, we didn't. Use, there were no Pampers or, or uh, I'm using that as a generic sort of no baby diapers manufactured that you bought in a box. We used cloth and big safety pins. You know? So there's always a way to get around. You need to plan, but there's always a way to get around going to a store if it's an emergency and you have to for medicine or something like that. Then you must. But if we stop going to stores, if we stop, even if we're not going to buy anything, we just go um, shopping, just eyeing the stores, walking through malls, we are giving up every chance of a witness. And people say, well, but if I'm not there, I'm not there to witness. Oh, yes, you are. Let Catholics withdraw from the public marketplace on Sunday. And you'll see how long those stores stay open. They will not. They will not stay open. At the most, they might be open from 10 to 4, but not. It's the biggest sale Saturday and Sunday, the biggest sales of the week. Absolutely. It's the day of entertainment. People go shopping. We go out to, to restaurants. The restaurants are packed with Christians on Sunday. I can't tell you how, number one, that dishonors God. You're making other people serve you on a Sunday. You're making them work. And you say, well, we're not making them work. It's their choice. Of course it's their choice. They need money for their families. And if they go to work for a restaurant, the the boss is not going to let them off the hook on Sundays. They have to rotate shifts because they're open. But if everyone would stop going on Sundays, restaurants would close as they used to be closed on Sunday. Part of my family grew up in Canada. I went to high school in Canada, and you were not even allowed to bounce a ball on the streets on Sunday because it was under the Church of England, which was not even Catholic. You see? Because God was to be honored. Um, if anyone can think of something we can do, something we can say to encourage our Catholic brothers and sisters, to, even if you sit and do nothing all Sunday, rather than give a witness that we are in the world and of it, rather than be absolutely as selfish and irreverent as we can be. Irreverent because we're working on Sunday and Selfish because we are making other people serve us. If there's no people in the stores to serve us, if the stores aren't open, we can't go. If there are no uh, restaurant staff, we're not going to go. The restaurant will be closed. It's 100% selfish. We are going and having people serve us on a Sunday. We're going to amusement parks and zoos and everything else and making them serve us. Um I don't know how to get the idea across, um, but it is, um, we are not walking as a people of God. 
and the world is going to hell, beloved. And most people are as well. Um, uh, If we don't lead the way, there's nobody else to lead the way. Muslims will lead the way. Uh, Atheists will lead the way. Others are Mormons. Others are all too willing to live their faith. And they're doing it. And we have the truth. We are privileged to have the truth that the world needs. And we hardly live it ourselves, let alone preach the good news to them by our lives. So, um, again, I wish there were a way for me to inspire you because what all you're thinking of, probably most people is, oh, you're, you're, what a killjoy you are. You know, life has changed. Why shouldn't it's our day together as a family? Why shouldn't I take my family out to eat? Why shouldn't we do these things? Um, is there anything wrong with our doing them? Well, yes, there is. Uh, can you do them without people serving you? That's fine. Go to the park and play ball, have a picnic, wrap it up at home and go. That's fine. But don't make others work to serve you. Don't let your enjoyment be at other people's expense. Do you think when all the stores were closed on Sunday and my family in Canada, part of them, uh, couldn't even bounce a ball on the streets, they actually wore Sunday attire and the streets were quiet and empty? People could walk, they could sit around and talk, but that's it. Do you think they felt deprived? They didn't. No, because that's the way they grew up. That was God's day, and they knew nothing else. They knew nothing else. Or on the Sabbath, they knew nothing else. And when I grew up on the Sabbath, we, I think I may have mentioned once, we were an Orthodox, but the family next to us in our apartment building was uh, were Orthodox Jews. And my brother, David, and I, we didn't play on the Sabbath. We went across the hall to their apartment for the privilege of sitting with them an entire day in the dark and not talking or playing or anything. The privilege of being Jewish and coming apart as God's people. Did the world take notice? Of course not. Does the world take notice when Jewish people walk to shul, to the synagogue on the Sabbath, with their um, payas, the long payas on the sides, and their hats and their black suits, and they walk because they won't drive a car? Does the world know that, oh yes, yeah, those people, those Jews, those Amish, those whoever else, no, they really, you know, you go to Israel, do you hear the Jewish prayer said seven times a day as God gave it? You do not. But you hear the, the, the I don't know the name of the Muslim horn, uh, you hear that all over, loud and clear over Israel and the Muslim population bowing and praying. You hear that in Israel, but you don't hear the Jewish people unless you go into the Jewish quarter. It's it's awful, beloved. It's truly awful. We need to get back. Um, one, yes, so that we spend eternity with God, but secondly, so that we don't keep to ourselves. Israel was to live God's law in the midst of a pagan world 
and be a light to the nations around it because everything they did and didn't do was foreign. But we are not to be a peculiar people in the midst of the world. We are to go out and preach the gospel to every creature by what we say, by what we do, by what we wear, by what we don't wear and what we don't say and what we don't do. And we don't care. I have to say it that way. Some, we, we could say as a people, as a Catholic people, we say, well, we do care. Come on, I, I don't break the moral laws, and I, I witness it at work. I'm persecuted for it. You know, I, I, this, I, that. That's fine. That's fine. But do you go shopping? Do you make other people not to follow God? And you say, I'm not making them not follow God. Oh, yes, you are. You're going to be served in a restaurant on Sunday. You're going to the shopping mall on Sunday. You expect people to be there to serve you, and they will be. Why? Because they're working time and a half an extra day? No, because they rotate shifts. And if some people want to get a full week's work in and not be fired, they must. We're selfish. We are living as if we're in the world and not of it. You can't have it both ways. It's a selfish, selfish way of life. Can you see, parents, dear, dear beloved parents, what if you've been shopping or going to amusement parks or going out to eat on Sundays as a family? You think this is a wonderful thing. The family's together. This is terrific. Mother Miriam, what's your problem? Because you're making other people serve you on a day that you should be helping them live for God. That's what's the problem. But we want to get together as a family. I said, go make a picnic and go to the park. Cook a meal at home. Well, cooking on Sunday is too much work and fussing, so you're making other people work? When the Jewish people kept Saturday, they didn't cook on Saturday. They made everything the day before, before sundown. And they had it for Saturday. So, again, if any of you, I really mean this. This is not a passing fancy here. I I cannot imagine what would happen to the world if we lived, as I often say, as if it were true. What would happen to the world? You say, well, I'm not an evangelist. I can't go all over the place, a missionary. I have a family to raise. I have three jobs to keep. I can't live as if it's true. Well, I do. I'm Catholic. I live as if it's true. I go to Mass, the sacraments, confession. I do. Yes, and then you go out and care less about the world. If you go to a restaurant on Sunday, if you go shopping on Sunday... If you go fishing on Sunday and you need people to buy bait from or whatever you do when you go fishing, if you're making other people work, or at least if you don't want to own the fact that you're making other people work, you are letting them serve you on a day that they should not be working. So, you know... um, 
We are beginning, as some of you know, our newsletter was uh, a little delayed, but it's going to be in the mail this week. Those of you who are on our email list have already received our latest newsletter by email. It's 12 pages. It's usually eight. This one's 12. And we're beginning in the newsletter with this newsletter, even though we don't yet have a home, we've gone ahead because people are crying for help. They want to be You know, who should we listen to anymore? Who should we follow? Can you help us, Mother? Can you give us a rule of life? Can you? So So we're starting it. We're starting Mary's Oblates. The long name is Benedictine Oblates of the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel Hope. Hope, Benedictine Oblates. And we're shortening it to Mary's Oblates because that's what we are. We're Oblates and Benedictine Oblates of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so in this newsletter, there's a full page form that you can just cut out. There's no requirement except that you have to mail it in to us so we know. There's no charge, there's no age, there's no. Uh, single or married, anybody, anywhere in the world, if if a mother wants to be an oblate and not the husband, no problem. The husband wants to be an oblate and not the mother, no problem. The parents want to be oblates without the children, that's no problem. The children want to be oblates without the parents, it doesn't matter. You can be single, a couple, a family, anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter. Just clip that page out, and all we ask for is your name and address. And I think the phone number's in there in case. I should have put the email maybe instead. But um, And we have a place for the names and ages of your children if you wish the whole family to enter into this. Mary's Oblates. And so we will help you to live the faith with the rule of life, the rule of St. Benedict, but very easy, very adoptable to families. And even though we are going to make it very, very easy for lay people and families, you still don't have to follow what we say. The, the idea is that you do what you can. And I gave an example before. If we pray, let's just say the morning prayer, which we're going to give you with our first mailing for Mary's Oblates, a morning prayer for your family, um, and the idea is to pray it seven days a week. But if you pray it only on Sunday together and you haven't gotten to further than that, this is a good thing. It will change your life, even if you do it one day a week. I promise you this. I've seen it. I've seen it. One day a week, a a morning prayer that takes all of a minute and a half at the very most, but together as a family. It'll change your lives. Um, I know that. And so... Um, if you, um, if you, I would still say, if you still like to receive the newsletter and you've missed our, uh, date for joining, don't worry about that. Go onto the website, www.motherofisraelshope.org. Click on the newsletter link and right on top, it'll give you the place to subscribe. And if you put your full address and your email, we'll send it to you by regular mail, so you have a hard copy, and we usually include a little gift with that hard copy of some kind, a CD, a DVD, a holy card, um, an article, something. And um, and if you have your email, we'll send you the email copy as well. Um, we'll send you both. If you only want one of them, you can let us know that. 
okay, I'm taking a long time with this, but there's help is what I'm I'm saying. You don't have to be alone. So we're going to have a, a Q&A, uh, not a Q&A, but a place in, we're going to send you a monthly newsletter for Mary's Oblates, and we're going to have a, big, a very short, maybe four pages. We haven't even put it together yet. This is brand new. And we're going to have at least one page, if not two, for your questions and your difficulties as a family. And we're going to answer them. And we're going to help you. So if any of you, and it doesn't have to be Mary's Oblates, call in this program, please. And if you have any idea how we could encourage one another to love and good works, and particularly to live our faith and not go shopping to restaurants or anywhere else on Sunday. If you have any ideas, beloved, that will help us as the people of God, call in or send an email and and let me know, and we will broadcast it all over the world. Um, Our toll-free number to call or text with anything on your heart, it does not have to be this subject, is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. St. Alphonsus Liguari said, We must show charity toward the sick who are in greater need of help. Many in our world today are spiritually sick and could learn about the healing power of God by listening to Catholic Radio. If you've worked hard and have been blessed financially, consider leaving a bequest to the Station of the Cross. Please speak with your financial advisor or lawyer for more information. We also welcome you to contact us about a bequest so that we can help Catholic Radio continue spreading the love of God throughout our world. Call 1-877-888-6279. That's 1-877-888-6279. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. It's good to be with you. You know, I always love coming back from the first break. We have two breaks during the program, um, and they're short. Uh, but I always love coming back for the first one because that means we have a whole half hour all to ourselves for you to call in or text or write, and we can uh, try to help answer questions, uh, anything that's on your heart. So, uh, once again, the toll-free number to call or text is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross dot com. We have an email from Michael who writes, "Dear Mother Miriam, the Priestly Fraternity of Saint Peter has that's the FSSP has a website named Fraternity Publications." which offers for sale a book that you recommended, The Catechism Explained. The book is published by Refuge of Sinners Publishing. The text is legible and no pages appear to be missing. Unfortunately, uh, some other publishers offer this book with missing or partial pages. I didn't realize that. You may see a copy of The Catechism Explained uh, by using the following link, and they give us the link, um, it's basically uh, fraternitypublications.com, and then you can type in the Catechism Explained. And uh, Michael says, I just received my copy today. May God bless you, kind regards. I tell you, beloved, it's it's number one. It's the Catechism to get. And so uh, the Catechism Explained, it's basically, my understanding, uh, it's the Catechism of Trent uh, Explained. So the whole Faith is explained. We have it, and we're going to be to go through it here. Um, and I highly recommend it. And for those of you who who know uh, Father Ripiger, Father Chad Ripiger, outstanding priest of God, exorcist, author, um, uh, that's his top catechism. And just recently, uh, Taylor Marshall, uh, Doctor Taylor Marshall, uh, compared the uh, Catechism of the Council of Trent with our current catechism I produced, I believe, in 1992, and the two are compared. You could probably look that up online, uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall and uh, the catechisms compared. So, uh, and you can, it's a, it's a, it's a um, uh, live stream podcast. You might be able to uh, have some understanding on that, but um I'm I'm appreciative of Michael knowing that uh it's for sale by the Fraternity of St. Peter. That's wonderful. There's a hard copy, of course, that's quite expensive, but there's also now a soft copy. And um you can uh of course that's always going to be a less expensive. And by the way, the book is published by Refuge of Sinners Publishing Incorporated. You can trust anything on their website. Anything that Refuge of Sinners Publishing Incorporated sells, you can trust it. I think they also go by the Joyful Catholic. I think they have that alternate name. But 100% trustworthy. So if you're looking to get books for your children, books for good, solid Catholic teaching, go to their website, Refuge for Sinners Publishing Incorporated as Michael pointed out with this catechism, and you will be on a trustworthy website and you're safe to get anything they publish and offer. 
we have a, a second email from someone who writes in anonymously and says, Mother, what a blessing. I have homeschooled my two children since the beginning of their education. They are now entering fourth and sixth grade. I love bringing our Catholic faith into all aspects of our education. And I'm going to jump in in the middle of that email and say that's the point of homeschooling. You, It's not compartmentalized. You don't learn what's Catholic just in religion class or religious history class. You are Catholic, and it must permeate your behavior, everything you do, everything you teach. And uh, this one says, but it is really difficult and challenging work. I don't doubt that. Really difficult and challenging work. And I'll say to you that I know a uh, uh, several mothers who have no college education and were afraid to ruin their children, and they they got a hold of other sco- homeschoolers and good material, and the the other mother said, "Don't worry, you can do it. Your children need you." And the mothers learned with the children. They learned the subject one day before. They learned right along with the children, and it didn't just change the children's lives; it changed the whole family's lives for the better. And this one says, I'm praying a novena to St. Monica, begging for the strength and perseverance to continue homeschooling. Beloved, that request will not be refused. I rarely have the opportunity to listen uninterrupted to your show. Clearly, it is God's providence through St. Monica's intercession that I listen today. Thank you. You have reminded me why it is so essential that I continue this work. God bless you. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much for uh, for this email, because we need it. We need uh, to live our faith for the long run, and you can be sure that it's a given. Like this dear mother, if you start homeschooling, you can be sure that everything's going to come in the way. The enemy's going to come in the way. Uh, so many things is going to come in the way, and you're going to be exhausted. Um, and you just have to learn to do it better. Not spend more time, but learn how to do it better. Learn how mother mothers who homeschool 10 children are relaxed and at peace, and their children are happy, and their home is wonderful. Learn from others, but save your children. That's very wonderful. And we need to encourage each other along the way. We need to do that. So um, uh, if you get discouraged, if you think of stopping, welcome to the club. But don't give up. That's the key. Never, ever, 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 ever give up. Those who peer, peer, uh, per- persevere to the end will be saved. Now, that's a scripture concerning salvation. But... Um, I will say in homeschooling, those who persevere to the end will save their children, for sure. Okay, not for sure, but um, the other opportunities will destroy them. Um, there's music for our second break, beloved. It's This one is real short, and we'll take your calls and emails as soon as we come back. Our lines are wide open. It's a perfect time to call in if something's on your heart, toll-free, uh, or text at one eight seven seven. 511-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. 
We'll be right back. If you love listening to Catholic Radio, consider donating in support of our evangelization efforts. There are a variety of ways our listeners give, and transferring stock is one of the most effective. Through transfers of stock, countless listeners are able to give more than they could as cash, credit card, or EFT. Many people donate to charities by gifting stock. There are even substantial tax benefits for donating stock to a charity such as ours. Would you like to learn more about the possibility of gifting stock to the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network? Please call us at 1-877-888-6279. That's 1-877-888-6279. You can also visit us online at thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio. May God bless you and your family. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the Church. Subscribe today at FaithfulInsight.com and may God bless you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you, and we have a good 15 minutes left together. So again, our lines are wide open, and you're much, uh, very welcome to call in with anything on your heart. I'll give out the number just once more, and it is uh, for, uh, to call or text one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three. 511 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have an email from Julia. Um, and Julia says, Hello, Mother Miriam. I appreciate your podcast and the valuable information regarding what is happening to our children in this country. <clears throat> I have been planning to homeschool my kids because honestly, 
I just want more time with them. Well, beloved Julia, they want more time with you also, that's for sure. Um, Julia says, I also am afraid of what is to come as they grow older. Yes, you should be, of course. Um, They are seven and ten years old. My big question to you is why, and Julia puts why in capital letters with one, two, three, four, five, eight question marks after it, just so you can get her emphasis. My big question to you is why does the Catholic Church support vaccination according to the CDC schedule? Um I forget what CDD stands, CDC stands for, but it's the government schedule for vaccinations. Um, when there is so much, and she's got many zeros after the S, so much evidence that it is destroying our children long before the public school can. Um, one in six has neurological disorders from those vaccinations. We weaken their ability to think for themselves so that they and their parents will be dependent on a free public education. I can guide you to hundreds of studies that prove vaccination today, 75 doses before the age of 18, is causing more injury and death than uh, are saving at this present time. Uh, Julia says the Catholic Church, along with all Christian churches, needs to wake up and support the science and the families that know vaccines injure their children. Do you have any influence or suggestion on how we deal with this most critical issue? I know you feel the indoctrination from the public schools is the most critical thing. However, Vaccination happens to 99% of all babies on the first day of life. Uh, It's the hepatitis B, a vaccine for a sexually transmitted disease. Please let me have your thoughts. Well, I agree with you, Julia. I agree with you. And um, the majority of vaccinations are made from, I don't know what percentage, but a good percentage are made from aborted baby parts. So it's immoral as well. And without aborted baby parts, some vaccinations would not even be able to be made. So it is an awful, awful thing. Um, I would not kill a baby to save somebody from measles. I wouldn't do that. But people are doing it. Um, or at least they're using the the fruit, the result of aborted babies for rubella and measles and all of that. It's it's immoral and it's terrible. So it's wrong, that's for sure. Um, why Catholic schools are adopting it? Um, I I think public schools they don't care. They don't care because uh, it's the government. It's all the government, and um, uh, even the AIDS virus is. Uh, was spread through evil. I can tell you that. And so, um, but in a Catholic school, 
um, if Catholic schools are giving their children these injections or parents before they send them to school or outside of school, it's just that they are ignorant of the situation and they need to know what they're putting in their children. They're not going to serve them food. If someone says this food has been poisoned, why would they put it in their children's mouth? Uh, if someone says this vaccination has been uh, put together from a baby that's been murdered, why would we use it? Um, so I think it's a matter of education, Julia, and I'd have to really look into the topic uh, to get the education material to make it known. But it is a matter of education, um, and uh, at the very least, and the Catholic Church is allowing it, Julia, they're even even allowing vaccinations made from aborted baby parts. They're even allowing that if there's no other possibility for the vaccination. I I don't agree with that. Um, uh, There was one other item I wanted to uh, say about that. Uh, The main item is that the Catholic Church teaches that no parent, no child, no one needs to go against their conscience. Even The conscience needs to be up to snuff. Uh, the conscience needs to be informed with Catholic teaching. But even if the, even if the uh, Catholic Church says it's okay and your conscience is against it, you are excused. You need to find out why the Catholic Church says it's okay. Uh, it may not be okay. It's, this is not infallible doctrine. But... Um, you do not violate your conscience. And so uh, a good resource is the National Catholic Bioethic Center. National Catholic Bioethic, that's ncbcenter.com. And they have an enormous amount of materials. And uh, and just type in vaccinations on their search engine and they will, and you will get a ton of information that you can always bring to your local schools or church, if that be the case. Um, And so um, why they would support your initial question, uh, the Catholic schools support and the Catholic church support vaccination according to the CDC, the government schedule. I would say it's a matter of ignorance. Yeah, the Catholic Church can be ignorant, of course. Um, it's not a matter of faith or morals. This is not a matter of doctrine. Uh, people are saying things are okay that are not necessarily okay, and so um, you will go. You will the Catholic the uh, the Church will say if there's no other vaccine va- uh, vac- vaccine available for let's say rubella and measles or other things then even though it's not a good thing, you can take this vaccination. But there are more conservative websites that say, or some conservative that say, no, you don't take any vaccination from aborted baby parts. Um, and I agree with that. So, uh, again, um, many things uh, develop in our understanding, and uh, I agree with you on this one, and you are free to do what is right. In fact, you are ordered to do what is right for your children and spread that information to others.
We have a dear brother, Frank, on the line. Are you there, Frank? Yes, I am, Mother. Hi. Thanks for holding on, dear one. Very good. Uh, I had a question there. I found out that my uh, daughter is uh, putting in papers to get a divorce from her husband, and she's married in the church. And uh, I was wondering if there's any way that I can help uh, talk to her or similar to, like, marriage encounter or something like that. Yes. uh, Mm -hmm. Is her husband Catholic? You say they were married in the church. Were they both Catholic and practicing? Yes. Okay. And have they, quote, unquote, practiced? They have two children, probably married about 10 years. And are they still, as far as you know, practicing their faith? This I'm not sure of. I mean, I know that uh, I just went to a first communion for the second daughter there uh, this past uh, spring or whatever. Okay. Um, But I don't know. Right. And do you know if her husband wants the divorce? Uh, I don't think he does, no. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, she's, from what my other daughter told me was, she thinks it's, uh, she's putting it in for verbal abuse. He's not running around or anything. You know, I mean, okay. But, you know. I would, Frank, dear one, can you get together with your daughter personally, distance-wise? Yes. Okay, that's what I would do. I would get together with her personally, take her to lunch, take her to dinner, take her for a walk in the park, do something uh, where you're not just sitting at a table at home face to face. I mean, just do something and tell her that you, this is so serious that um, you would do anything you could if you had the wisdom to stop her from this divorce. Say, number one, sweetheart, you're Catholic. There is no such thing as Catholic divorce. There's absolutely no such thing as Catholic divorce. Uh, Matthew chapter 19, there is no such thing as Catholic divorce. So you can get legal divorce papers, but it's not a Catholic divorce. And if you apply for an annulment, uh, you are, what you're doing is saying it was never the you're asking the tribunal to take a look to see if the marriage was ever valid to begin with. In other words, if one somebody was lying at the wedding, they didn't intend to be open to life, they weren't Catholic, they didn't believe, you're asking them to, to invalidate. They're not going to invalidate the marriage, but say what you said was true was a lie, because that's what an annulment is. It says the marriage... It, up a marriage is that the marriage never took place is that what you're fighting for because if it's not what you're fighting for the divorce has nothing to do with your faith it's a terrible grievous sin against god against your husband and against your children you took marriage vows in thickness uh sickness and in health um what what do all the words say uh till death do you part in trouble, no matter what it is. Those are your marriage vows. You never said, um, if, if, if my husband keeps up this verbal abuse, I'm going to leave him. If you said that at the altar when you were married, the priest, you wouldn't have gotten married. You would not have gotten married. No matter what it is, you made a vow. And so uh, you're breaking the vow to God because you made the vow, you and your husband together, before God. You vowed to God, and you're breaking your vow. So 
you may have many complaints against him, but whatever he has done, and for however long, whatever his problems are, they don't come close to you breaking your marriage vow or your vow to God. Nothing comes close to that. So what you need to do is to work your marriage out. And yes, check out Retrovi, marriage counseling, you know, all of that. Uh, Let your husband get counseling, you get counseling uh, together, whatever, you know, if you've tried one thing and it doesn't work, maybe you could try another thing or get, do the same thing with somebody else. But nothing your husband has done. He can still uh, verbally abuse you and go to confession and go to heaven. But if you break your vow to God, there's no heaven for you. There's no heaven for you. You cannot break that. That is a sacrament. And you need to trust God that he allows these enormously hurtful, painful disorders in one another in order to make you saints and to help you mature and to help you offer suffering for the salvation of your husband and your children and yourself. God is in control, and there's no such path to heaven that does not involve great suffering. That's what I would beg. I would beg her. I, I also have another daughter that's married, but she got married by the Justice of the Peace, she has two children, and I'm. Does she claim to be you know, Catholic? I'm like some way, pretty good married in the church because she's not. She's living in sin, right? Yes, she is. Does she claim to be Catholic? Yes. Did she receives the Eucharist? No, I don't know about. Yeah, you meet. You get together with her the same way, and tell her that she's living in sin, uh, mortal before God, grave sin. She and her husband. Uh, putting her children, all of them, on the path to hell. And she needs to confess, come back to the church, and be married in the church. And she must not receive the Eucharist until then. Take her out also. Spend time with her, in, in a lo- both of them, in an uncompromising, strong, but loving way. And ask Our Lady to help. All right, dear Frank, I'm sorry. That's the the end of our time today. God bless you. We will pray for you, Frank, um, and we'll speak with you all tomorrow. God bless you.